Our first guest today is Kathleen Rakeley, one of our fabulous team leads at Neroli Mequon. Kathy, thanks for being here today. So, Kathy, you're super funny. I love your stories. So, I would love it if you would share with us maybe your favorite story about holidays when you were a kid or um, maybe a funny holiday tradition you had in your house growing up. Well, when you said when I was a kid, that took me right back to the family photo. We would usually take it right after Thanksgiving, a little bit before Christmas. It was a really uh, huge production. My dad was a very serious photographer. He wanted to get the perfect photo. I was one of four. I also had a little dog, Taco. So we would usually try to get her involved in the photo as well. So my mom would make our outfits. We usually all matched in some form or fashion, uh, like the little uh, black uh, saddle shoes and little uh, lacy socks and matching outfits. Um, my mom would usually stay in the back and try to like act like she wasn't there, but she would like start laughing hysterically and she couldn't stop. And it got like so out of control. My dad is like, Mary Joy, what are you doing? It was so <laughs> ridiculous. This was, my dad would take literally like six rolls of film. And then of course, once those were all uh, developed, he'd bring them home and we'd all look at them. And you can imagine four kids, two parents and a dog that all have an opinion. There was not uh, anyone that would agree on the same photo. So that usually accompanied our uh, family Christmas letter that talked about all of our accomplishments during the year. And it was, you know, pretty benign until, uh, and this went on long after we were all married and out of the house. And um, I, had, I was the first to have a baby. My son was um, the first grandchild. And then suddenly Kathy became non-existent. There was really nothing about her accomplishments, which were many, and my husband's and all of the travels and trips. And all of a sudden it became about our son. So it, I felt really, really like undervalued. And unfortunately it never changed after that point. That's pretty funny. That's. Uh... I think it's just a universal thing. I know I always used to get to go to the Packer games until I got married and all of a sudden I was out and my husband was in. What is that? That's crazy. So this is your fifth year? Yes. Your yeah. fifth Neroli holiday, is that right? Shocking. Yes, it is my fifth year. What's your favorite part about the holidays? Um, I think trying to make somebody's uh, holiday special. Um, obviously, we do a ton of gift card business, um, custom gift sets. I know I was like, I'm a bow queen. We package everything up in a cute little shopping bag and tie a little ribbon on it. Um, and the later they come during the holidays, the more we have to fill that shopping bag, um, kind of guilting them in. Um, and I will say generally at the end, it's usually the guys that are the last minute um, shoppers. So we usually try to fill their, ba uh, their bag extra full so they look extra special. What do you do in the location to make it fun for the team that's there? Um, well, every day is a joy, uh, but especially Christmas Eve, uh, we had a lot of fun getting um, the majority of the team that does work the front desk. We would uh, come in our finest. We'd have lots of um, extra treats and basically just had a lot of fun with our guests as they walked through the door. That's awesome. I know you guys do, hands down, in my opinion, the best job with the uh, Christmas sweater day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when do you start searching for that perfect sweater? Oh, well, I actually like dig back to stuff like uh, back in like the 80s and 90s. I actually had some of those hideous sweaters. So I own those um, monster Christmas trees and like uh, jingle bells on my uh, body. Um, I think I had reindeer. I had snowflakes, you name it. And they, uh, like, I used to wear a size small. They seriously, I think my husband could wear them. They made them so big. So it's actually, I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, I just dig them out of a box in my basement. <laughs> That's so funny. I actually own one too. 
I didn't have to go out and purchase. I bought one. I'm <laughs> horrified to say, but it is true. It was a different time. Um, so what are some of your favorite Aveda holiday gifts? Um, I think one of my favorite, um, we've done it in uh, slightly different forms each year, but it's the um, hand relief and the foot relief. Uh, this year we have full-size products with travel sizes. Um, a lot of times someone comes in and um, they're buying for teachers or for multiple gifts. We always make the suggestion about like just breaking them apart. Um, and if there's you know a lot of pieces to a gift set, you know we always suggest that they keep one for themselves or buy a couple extra in case there's a last minute um, you know party that they're going to or someone else that gives them a fabulous gift and they can't look like a loser, so they have to quick run into their little like cubby of stash and uh, present them with a little something for, for the holidays. I like that suggestion. That's something I implemented, I think, after I met you, actually, keeping a little storage closet, a little war chest, so to speak, of last-minute gifts that are kind of universal. So if that last-minute invitation pops up or, you know, in my case, just being a little disorganized, I can just jump right into that closet and pull out a perfect little gift. So what kinds of things do you like to put in your holiday war chest? Oh my gosh, candles for sure. Um, I like shampoo throughout the year. I usually stock up, we have like a little extra employee incentive. So I usually have at least a couple in my uh, war chest. Um, but I also buy them um, for gifts. I love those as hostess gifts. Um, over the years they do um, a special aroma. I in particular love last year's aroma. And so um, I would make sure I have a few of those on hand as well. Which aroma was that? Um, I believe it was Candrima, and it was it's like delicious. It's kind of uh, clovey and just uh, it just warms up the room. I oh I can smell it right now. And am I understanding correctly that aroma is back this year? Is it not? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it is. I know that actually for a fact. So we have Candrima back. Kathy's favorite is back with us again in 2018. Super exciting. What are your insider tips and tricks for those that are shopping with Neroli right now? Um, I would say for sure take advantage of the gift card promotion and I, I honestly believe the later that they, the guys in particular are coming in, the more that we um, encourage them to add to that. So um, for example, if someone's coming in like Christmas Eve and uh, they're going to be seeing uh, like a little, um, a little receipt that comes off with it, we always say, um, they'll say, well, what, how much do you think I should do? I'm like, well, at this late stage, I think it's $500. And then we all get a good chuckle and ha ha ha. And they usually go with like 250 or something like that. So um, I honestly think gift cards are the, the, the easiest thing to do. And of course, there's no disappointments with that. You know, one of my favorite things about shopping Neroli, because I do quite a lot of it, actually. Me too. I love that I can be sitting in the chair getting my hair done and somebody could be gathering my items for me, getting those gift cards ready, and making it a pretty seamless process. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? I love our new chair side. Um, it's kind of like curbside. Now it's chair side, it makes it really easy. You can let us know who your gift cards are for or what you need um, packaged and put together. Um, again, everything is that beautiful tissue. We fluff it up, put a little bow on it. Um, we are famous for like multiple gift cards. We put them all, you know, together. They all look uniform and them perfectly, you know, um, in a row, uh, lined up in a row when they're ready to um, take off after their service. And um, we usually have either like little post-it notes or little sticky notes so that everyone is individual and um, pre-wrapped and ready to go. And there's no disappointment if you're wrapping, um, unwrapping your presents as to Aunt Carol, love whatever. I mean, who would want to see that? So we make sure that there's no mistakes. You definitely have it down. You are our 
hostess with the most is out at Mequon. Your store always looks great, and Kathy can wrap like no other. Let me just tell you about that. Years of practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is much appreciated, especially by those last-minute gentlemen, I'm sure. So we wrap up most of our segments with the deserted island question. Are you ready? Oh, you bet. Okay, so here we go. Holiday edition. Kathy, if you were stranded on a deserted island and had to choose either the heat miser or the cold miser, but you couldn't have both, which lucky man would you choose? Oh my God, that is hilarious. I watch that every single year since I was a little kid. Um, I'm pretty sure I go for the heat miser. Uh, I love his flipping hair, it's awesome. <laughs> Um, and actually, you never know, like he would actually be able to help me start my fire if I'm on a deserted island. Um, God knows we could all use a little bit of, like he'd be, he's like, he's my matchman. So I would say, um, hands down, I would snuggle up with that guy uh, on the deserted island any day of the week. All right, keeping it hot on the deserted oh, I like island. it hot, you know I do. <laughs> Kathy, thank you so much for being with Thanks. us. Thanks, it was a lot of fun and a great time. Thanks, Lisa. All right, so now we have um, a couple other guests who are going to touch on some fun photography uh, tips and tricks. So we have Elise, who is a downtown esthetician at Neroli and also a lash artist, and then McKenna Schaefer, who's a local photographer. Hi, thank you guys for coming on. Hi, thanks for having us. I'm so excited. Awesome. So what we kind of want the inside scoop on for the holidays, as well as, I guess, any time of year, um, is how to take the perfect selfie. So McKenna, being a photographer, we've seen your work, it's really awesome. You do a lot with brides and um, other entrepreneurs in Milwaukee. So what do you have for some selfie tips? Yes, so I would say the number one thing um, when you're doing any kind of photography, the number one thing is going to be the lighting. Even if you don't have a great camera, if you're just using a phone, the lighting is the most important part. So, um, you know, if you're out at holiday parties, taking photos with friends, anything like that, if you're going to be taking selfies, I would say the number one thing to remember is have the brightest light source on your face. So um, ideally, you know, outside light, natural light is going to be best. So if you could go by a window, that would be great. Um, but, you know, of course, if we're at holiday parties, things like that, there's going to be low light, there's going to be holiday lights, maybe spotlights, disco lights, whatever. So I guess just a few tips um, would be just be mindful of any kind of like ambient lighting. Is there something overhead that's going to cause shadows? under the eyes that maybe aren't really there, you know, making sure that if you are going to be using a flash that you're not holding that flash super close, it's mm -hmm. gonna kind of wash you out a little sure. bit. Any makeup that you'll have done is gonna look a lot paler, a lot washed, you know, more washed out. Mm -hmm. So on the makeup point, so Elise, do you have anything, like I feel like when people take pictures, at least what I've always heard is that, you know, Maybe pack it on a little heavier for your makeup so yeah. that you don't look washed out. What do you think on yeah. that? I think especially in the winter time, everybody is getting a little paler. Unfortunately, we're losing our summer tans and things like that. Um, making sure that you have enough like blush or bronzer on just so you don't look washed out is mm -hmm. very helpful. Obviously, you don't want to end up using like a foundation shade that's too dark for you. So kind of bring that color <laughs> in. Uh, through your blush and bronzer and yeah. 
give yourself a little highlight on mm -hmm. the cheekbones. Um, I would also recommend, you don't want to use a uh, lip color that's going to wash you out too much or be too nude. Uh, those are pretty, but if you're planning on taking pictures, something that has a little more color will help, again, kind of not wash you out and give you a little color on your face. Totally. So um, also you're kind of wondering as far as, you know, a lot of this time of year, people are doing family sessions. I know Kathy kind of had some funny stories with her family and how that goes with um, making sure you guys all match in fun kind of festive clothes. And then obviously hair and makeup is another important piece of that. Um, do you guys have any, what kind of things would you recommend as far as uh, starting with the wardrobe? Yeah, when I book a client before their session, I always send them my info guide, which has tips for dressing for the occasion. Basically, you want to take a look at, you know, where your photo is going to be taken. You don't mm -hmm. want to be super, you know, overdressed or not dressed for the weather. But in terms of like matching outfits or things like that, I would say, you know, everyone in like matching sweaters is a little cliche. <laughs> um, so usually what I tell clients is like, don't go matchy-matchy. Um, you want your outfits to go together, mm -hmm. but not match. So I usually tell people, choose a neutral color, maybe, um, you know, like a khaki or a gray. And then choose like one or two pops of color that are going to complement each other. You know, maybe like a blue and a yellow or maybe just a pop of red for your holiday photos. That way everyone looks like they belong together without looking like you're trying Definitely. to be like quadruplets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would agree on that. And then you kind of, I know, Elise, you kind of talked a little bit about, you know, you lose your summer glow a little bit. Is there anything that you guys do, like, um, you do spray tans? Yeah. Or is there anything else you kind of recommend, like, prepping in advance for the day of than just doing makeup? What can you kind of do? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm definitely a little more extra than <laughs> other people. So, every year my family does do a family portrait, which... Uh -huh. I love, it's fun to like look back and see how much you've changed and like four years ago I had a short blonde bob and now my hair is long <laughs> and dark and it's just funny to see that totally. stuff. But before every portrait we take, I'm always like planning ahead. So I'll do like microdermabrasion beforehand, which I'll, I mean, I always like to do that, but especially if you're doing a picture, you know, the better your skin can look, mm -hmm. why not? Yeah. Um, I would say airbrush makeup is great. I've even airbrushed my dad before because oh. he gets rosacea on his nose. Um, so I'll just airbrush that right off his nose. <laughs> um, so just kind of doing something a little bit more, I mm. think, is helpful, especially in those pictures that are going to follow you for a while. Yeah, and what is a little, if you can just give us a little inside information on the microdermabrasion, if we can go back to that, because... I have heard people raving about it for the winter. Yeah. Um, can you explain a little bit more on why it's so awesome? Yeah, so it's just a really nice exfoliation of the skin. Um, you can do it when you first start once a week, four mm -hmm. weeks in a row, and you're just going to get a great exfoliation. I personally think in the wintertime, everyone gets a little bit drier, and yeah. it's just a great way to keep your skin out especially in these really dry months in Wisconsin. I definitely agree with Elise. Doing any kind of little treatment like that is going to help. Everything is going to show up on camera, you know, whether it be like a stray hair um, or, 
you know, like a makeup smudge, something like that. So it is a good idea, you know, if you are getting professional photos taken, um, you know, maybe investing in going and getting a blowout. That way a professional can make sure your hair is going to be in place, professional can do your makeup. Um, I also, you know, making sure that every little detail has been accounted for, like a chipped nail. If I'm going to be taking a picture, you know, you and your husband holding hands, that chipped <laughs> nail is going to show up in the photos. Okay, so we've talked a lot about what you're going to wear, how you're going to look for your photo shoots, um, but we haven't talked about is one of the most important things, location. So McKenna, do you have any favorite places or things as far as like indoor or outdoor that you like taking pictures at in Milwaukee area? Yeah, for sure. I exclusively shoot outdoors. I'm not a fan of, uh, you know, just kind of like indoor portrait studio style. Um, you know, there are really great styles of indoor portraiture if that's the type of style that you like. Um, but for me, I'm kind of more of a candid, outdoor, natural light photographer. So all of my shoots are going to be outdoors. Um, so some of the places that I usually will recommend for clients, I tell them to pick a place that feels comfortable for them, somewhere that they could see themselves. You know, if you're more of an outdoorsy person, maybe we don't want to do, you know, a downtown third ward shoot. Um, that is one of my favorite locations, but if that's not something that reflects you as a family or as a couple, or, you know, even if we're just doing some headshots, it's probably not something I would recommend. So, you know, uh, nature is really great. Downtown is really great. Um, I love going by the Riverwalk as well. Mm -hmm. Just something that's casual and comfortable. You know, when you are choosing a location, at least for me, the photographer, that's really something that I consider um, as a client. You know, when you're looking for a photographer or looking for a location, a lot of times your photographer will probably have some suggestions or favorite locations that they prefer as well, but can sometimes be open what you're thinking as well. I've also gone over to people's houses, done stuff totally. in their house or in the backyard as well. Awesome. Before we wrap it up, do you guys have any other last minute tips or tricks or anything else that you want to share with us? Yeah, I actually have one like little tip yeah. that, I mean, I am not a professional photographer here, but <laughs> um, in my family, I've kind of become like the ringleader of the family portraits. Sure. Um, so my little tip is have someone pick their outfit first. Um, like for me, it's it's usually me in the family. I'm like, my outfit's done. You guys work off of this. Um, it kind of like is a nice anchor. Sure. So one person has the colors they picked, as long as everyone's in agreement on those colors, and then you can kind of work from there. I feel like it is so much easier than all trying to like coordinate Definitely. at the same time. So that's my little photo tip. Awesome. And then McKenna, any last tips? Definitely. Um, Elise mentioned this earlier, but definitely planning ahead is mm -hmm. important. You know, it does take time to find a photographer that you like, book a photographer. They might be booked out a few weeks, and then it's going to take time to edit the photos. So, um, you know, planning in advance for your holiday photos, I would say even start planning um, end of summer, early fall. For your holiday photos so you can um, you know start creating a vision in mind as well uh, planning what kind of photographer you're looking for what kind of photos you want that way when the time does come around you're all prepared and you're not scrambling at the last minute awesome well the way we wrap up every podcast is with the desert island question so 
we are gonna take it a little bit more holiday themed and ask you if you had to pick one of these um, I would say fantasy men. Um, they were the heat miser or the cold miser. The heat miser or the cold miser, which would you choose to spend with on the desert island? Okay, so my first instinct was to say the heat miser, but if I'm on a desert island, it's gonna be hot already. So maybe I want True. a cold miser there if I'm like sweating. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm good to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think cold minds. I believe so. I, I would agree. McKenna, what about you? Well, my first thought when you said, like, fantasy, <laughs> I was like, Tom Hardy, yes. Um, but then given the options, I think I would also go with Elise. You know, if it's going to be like a hot tropical island, mm -hmm. I need some AC up in there. Right. So. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Cold miser. Yes. Awesome. Well... <laughs> We'll add that to your bio. Right. <laughs> okay, so um, awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, it was really awesome to talk about some of these great photography tips. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you want to follow Elise on Instagram, her handle is Elise Does Lashes. And if you want more information on her wardrobe styling tips for photo shoots, visit her blog, EliseNeese.com. For more information on McKenna, you can find her on Instagram at McKenna Marie Photo or visit her website, McKennamariephoto.com. You've been listening to the Neroli Uncut Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. See you next time.